We are in lesson five today. So we're trucking right along in Joshua. We're going to talk about the division of Canaan. Okay, so they've had the major campaigns. They defeated everybody so far that they have been fighting against. But that doesn't mean that everything is okay, that they've gotten rid of everybody, okay? We're going to actually see that today when we uh, go through this lesson. Next week, we're going to look at the final section of Joshua, and then we're going to move into Judges after that, which would be after when, in the new year, okay? So what we're going to see is, is that they have taken Canaan, so now they're going to divide it. Okay, they have to divide it among the tribes. So we're looking at chapters 13 through 21, and we're not going to read that because that's a big section, but we're going to just talk about it as we go because this is a survey to help you to understand what's happening. Now, I want you to keep this in the back of your mind. When you look at news today, okay, so like even this week, there was a big kerfuffle going on because... Israel and the settlements in what? The West Bank, all right? And, you know, who has a right to that and everything? I want you to understand, when the Jews say that they have a right to that land, they are saying that because they're going back to this time period, which is about 1400 B.C., do you understand? So their claim to the land is over three to four millennia years old. Do you understand what I'm saying? So they're claiming this. Now that's part of what's going on now in the Middle East is the Palestinians want to obliterate any kind of archaeological evidence that points to that. That's going on as well. But the Jews have had a claim to this land since this time that we're studying. Okay? Since this time. So let's talk about it. We say, well, doesn't somebody who was there before have a claim? Well, how many of you have met a Hittite? Or a Jezebite? Or a Hivite? How many of you know a Canaan? Canaanite? Or a Philistine? Do they exist today? No, but do Jews exist today? Yes. Okay, because God wiped those other folks out. Do you understand? All right, so let's take a look here. First of all, the portion to the eastern tribes. Now, we, they were already given the property, you're saying. Remember, Moses gave them the property? Yes. But Joshua is wanting to reaffirm that. So that's what's taking place here in chapter 13. Okay, He's wanting to reaffirm what Moses had already done. So, first part of chapter 13, the Lord points out that there is still much land to be possessed by Israel. So the beginning of the chapter, this section, he said there's still a lot of land to be possessed. Joshua was to divide the land as an inheritance to the nine and a half tribes. All right? What do you mean the nine and a half? Well, because two and a half of them got land on the east of the Jordan, in the land of the Amorites, in the land of Shion and Og, Okay? So they were to divide the rest of the land as an inheritance to the nine and a half. So Joshua recognized the portion east of the Jordan River given to the eastern tribes by Moses. 
So here's what he does. He's formally acknowledging, yes, Moses, the great prophet, gave them this land. We're recognizing it. This is their inheritance. All right, so it's just a formal recognition. So the writer, and, and you'll see this, when you read the text, the writer, he does this twice. He emphasizes that the tribe of Levi would not receive a portion of land. So two times in this chapter, he says, and Levi would not receive a portion of land. So does everybody understand? So he's making that point. The land is to be divided, but it's not, Levi's not getting anything. Does anybody know why Levi's not getting anything? We've talked about it already once before. Rob. Okay, so yeah, because they get their portion through the sacrifices in the temple or the tabernacle. Okay, what were you, did I see you, Danny? You were going to say the same thing? All right, so their special portion is the Lord. Okay, they're devoted purely for the Lord. Now they'll have cities, we'll see that here soon. They'll have cities throughout the uh, land, but it's just a city. It's not like you know, which would you rather have? Would you rather have somebody give you Kellytown, or would you have somebody give you Pennsylvania? Which is a better portion? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, take Kellytown, George. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's you're talking about an inheritance here, all right? So, this is due to the fact that their inheritance was the sacrifices of God in the tabernacle, which is what we already just said, all right? Now, the chapter 14 devotes itself to a guy named Caleb. Anybody know who Caleb is? One of the spies, the other spy was Joshua. They were the only two who said, take the land. The other ten said no, caused Israel to sin, and they ended up wandering for 40 years. So Caleb is at an advanced stage. All right, so here we go. The Lord commanded, chapter 14, that the remaining nine and a half tribes were to receive their portion by lot. Now, does everybody understand what a lot is? We have something similar to that. It's not exactly the same, but when we talk about deciding things by lot, what do you think that means? Uh, a vote, okay, Drawing a straw, okay, all right, okay. And they were to decide how, who would receive what portion. Now, the bigger tribes would receive a bigger portion simply because of the population of their tribes, okay? Simply because of the population of their tribes. So, Caleb at this point reminds Joshua of a promise, okay? So Caleb reminded Joshua of the Lord's promise through Moses concerning his portion in the land. All right, now look, what happened to the 10 spies who said, don't go into the land? Anybody remember what happened to them? Yeah, God, God dealt with them that night, right? I mean, they died that night, all right? They died that night. Now, for those two who said to do it, who were by faith saying, let's take the land, Joshua and Caleb, they were given a promise that whatever land they trod on, the Lord would give them. Meaning, whatever portion of land that they had spied out, 
the Lord would give them. So guess what? Caleb comes along and says to Joshua, all right, as you're getting ready to divide this, remember my promise. I've been holding on to this. Now, here's the interesting thing. The land that Caleb trod, the land that he walked over when he was there, was the land of Anak. Now, who is Anak? Anybody know from Bible what Anna, who Anak is? The giants. Okay, remember, everybody else was worried about the giants. Caleb was the one who walked through that land with the giants, and he said, let's take it. And, and so now he's going to go and say, give me my promise. So because of his faithfulness at Kadesh Barnea, he was promised the land he spied on. Okay, he was promised the land spied on. All right. Now, Joshua blessed Caleb and gave him Hebron. Hebron is in Judah. Okay, would be in Judah. It's there today. You'll hear about Hebron in the news every once in a while. So he gave him Hebron as his inheritance. Okay, as his inheritance. Now, there's a portion for the remaining tribes. Okay, portion for the remaining tribes. So Judah was the first to receive the inheritance and the largest portion as the largest tribe. So Judah got a very big portion. Why? Because it's a big tribe. Okay? Caleb's promised portion was among the portion given to Judah. Now Caleb is from the tribe of Judah. So his portion that he was promised would then be a part of what? The overall inheritance given to Judah. All right, let's go on. The Jezebites could not be driven out of the land, the portion tells you. All right, so I want you to know this. The Jezebites could not be driven out of the land. So here they are. They're supposed to take the land, drive everyone out. Already you're seeing a report that they can't get everybody out. In fact, you're not going to notice that the Jezebites especially have a place called Jerusalem. When do they finally drive the Jezebites out? Anybody know? Anybody got a clue? How about Samuel tells you, a guy by the name of David, when he takes what? Jerusalem. Second Samuel. He finally defeats who? The Jezebites. Wow. Okay, so here we are. We're already seeing they're taking the land, but still some of the Canaanite peoples are still in the land. All right, so central Canaan was given to the house of Joseph. That is, the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. So these are the tribes of Joseph. Remember, Joseph was the son of Israel or Isaac, but he had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. All right, and so his two sons receive an inheritance. They're called half-tribes, okay? Half-tribes. They complained that their portion was small. It's natural, right? You know, it's kind of like, it kind of reminds me of when I was a kid. You know, silly stuff you do as a child. You're sitting down for table, you know, Gary's got too, my brother Gary, he's got too much tea. He's got more tea than me, Dad. Because we love tea in that house, okay? I've got more green beans than him. It's not fair, you know? 
Do you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of the same thing going on here. They complained that their portion was small. So here's how Joshua responded. By the way, Joshua is from Ephraim. So he's talking to his own brethren here, okay? He responded that they were big enough to clear out the land of their enemies. What do you mean it's too small? You just need to do some work. Clear out the enemies. He, in fact, he says, clear out the forest. Clear out the forest and you'll have the land that you need to, to settle on. You're big enough to do that. That's a wise leader, right? Okay, wise leader. So Joshua challenged, here's the thing, the, the other seven tribes, they don't have anything because they're not taking anything yet. So Joshua tells us here that he challenged the remaining seven tribes concerning their delay in taking their portions. Their delay. In fact, I'll be honest with you folks, they really delayed. When you get to, to the book of Judges, you're going to see that Dan finally decides to go and take their portion. Wow! That's another generation after Joshua. Okay? So he's rebuking them. He's telling them, all right guys, you gotta get with this. You gotta take the land. So, the remaining land was surveyed and a map drawn to be determined to determine the portions that the tribes would receive, okay? So the rest of the land, he sent out a survey team, they surveyed the rest of the land, they came back, they drew a map, and from that, they divided the remaining land among those seven tribes and told them, okay, this is the section you're going to take, all right? Now, the remaining land was divided among the seven by lot, again, by the drawing of straws, okay, by lot. Joshua was given his portion in Ephraim's allotment as the Lord promised. So you see that at the end of chapter 19. Remember again, those two spies who were faithful in Kadesh Barnea and gave a good report and encouraged the people to go, they got their portion. And of course, Joshua gets a city in Ephraim. Okay? He gets a city in Ephraim. Now, we come to chapter 20. We're not going to spend much time here. But chapter 20, we got the cities of refuge. Now, everybody remember what the cities of refuge were? Okay, yeah, if you accidentally killed me, then you could run to this city. It's usually a day's journey from wherever you were at. From a day's journey, there would be a city, okay? You could run to, to what? Because your, the family would want you dead for killing their spouse or whoever. You, you would go and run there and you could stay there forever. Well, actually, you could stay there until the high priest died. Okay? So, yeah, so if, let's say Rob and I are working around here and, and I'm on the ladder and I accidentally fall on him and kill him, which would happen, okay? His sister comes from California with a gun to get me. I could run to this city. You know what I'm saying? And I'd have to live there forever, you know, because I'm afraid of being killed. Okay, so that's the city of refuge. So the Lord's command concerning the city of refuge for accidental manslayers. Now again, accidental, not premeditated. What's the penalty for premeditated? Death, stoning, okay? All right, so accidental was restated. So they had to reiterate that. So six designated cities were located on both sides 
of the Jordan. So they had six cities that were located on both sides of the Jordan for them to be designated as cities of refuge. All right? Now we come to the Levitical cities. Now remember I told you what was the inheritance for the tribe of Levite? We said it earlier. Rob said it. It was the Lord. He was their portion. That means their sacrifices. But God made basically an allowance for them to receive cities. Because there's going to be a lot of Levites. They all just can't live around the tabernacle or the temple. All right. So the tribe of Levi, Levi laid claim to 48 cities with pasture land as was promised by Moses. So they don't just get cities, they get the land around the cities for what? You need pasture land, right? You need land to grow food on to survive. So they get 48 cities throughout all of Israel. Now there's a reason why they're throughout all of Israel. Anybody know what the reason is? Who's supposed to lead the rest of Israel in the worship of the Lord? The Levites. So you need to spread them out throughout all of Israel to what? Guide them in the worship of the Lord. Okay? To guide them in the worship of the Lord. So these 48 cities with pasture land as promised by Moses. So these 48 cities included the six cities of refuge. So those six cities of refuge, those are Levitical cities, they're part of the 48. Okay? They're part of the 48. Now, Let's stop. We're going to get further on into it next week when we look at Joshua's final words. 